0: I will never forget the day we decided that maybe we should send her out of our home to residential treatment. I had gone for a run that morning and was sitting on a bench by beautiful Lake Michigan and I was crying my eyes out when a friend of mine walked by and for some reason my garb was down and I poured out what we were thinking about. My friend proceeded to listen with love and then she told me a story about her own life. She told me the story about a dog. Welcome to Take Heart a podcast about creating space for connection, hope, and joy as a mom to a child with disabilities or special needs. We want you to feel connected and encouraged as we navigate this messy, emotional, and joy-filled life together. Hi, I'm Amy Brown, and today you're listening to episode 157. We are talking about being misunderstood. This is something we feel deeply as special needs parents. We have all had experiences where people just don't get it whether it's the stranger at the grocery store who says that child just needs some discipline or a lady at your church or your mom, or even your best friend. These situations can be hurtful and can cause us to feel alone. Now people say a lot of weird and hurtful things and they just don't get it. It's easy to stack up all those negative experiences, the slights, the misunderstandings and think that nobody will ever get us. I could give you a list of things people have said to me over the years about my children. I could probably fill several podcast episodes about ways in which they said things that were not funny at the time, but we laugh at now, or I felt alone or hurt by the comments made about my children. But I want to take a little different approach today. Instead of focusing on the things people say, which let's admit they say some dumb things. Why don't we focus on our own reaction? After years of negative comments, we expect to be misunderstood. We just expect it. And we become easily sensitive to what others say. But in this process, we may miss potential connection. Some people won't get it, but if we put up a wall, the people who might get it are also shut out. So my question is, have we become too sensitive? When people say something that hurts us, are we quick to take our ball and go home? Can we keep trying for connection by telling our story and letting people in? Here's an example of something that happened to me. Several years ago, our daughter, who has reactive attachment disorder and fetal alcohol syndrome, was raging and out of control in our home. Our house was chaos. There was no way to protect everybody. My husband and I had tried everything. We'd gone to every treatment, every therapist, every psychiatrist. I will never forget the day we decided that maybe we should send her out of our home to residential treatment. I had gone for a run that morning and was sitting on a bench by beautiful Lake Michigan. And I was crying my eyes out when a friend of mine walked by. Now, this person was not someone I was super close with, but she was somebody who was in my life and kind of knew what was going on to an extent, a small extent. And for some reason, my garb was down and I poured out what we were thinking about. My friend proceeded to listen with love. And then she told me a story about her own life. She told me the story about a dog. They had a dog that they needed to put down because this dog was causing havoc in their home and this dog wasn't able to live with them anymore. Now I know what you're thinking. (laughs) This woman really compared your child to a dog. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I felt at first too. How in the world could you compare those two things? And I'll be honest, I cast a very judgmental eye over that conversation. But in truth, something about that conversation helped us to decide to send our child to residential treatment. Now, I'm not comparing my child to a dog, just to get that clear. And I will admit, I initially saw that conversation in a negative light, but I think I missed the glimpse of understanding. This friend was trying her best to take something she understood and connect it with my life. So what if instead of having our defenses up, we look at conversations and say, where's the connection? How is this person trying to connect and understand me? And how can I not be so easily offended? Now, I'm not talking about abusive people, people who say hurtful things and continue to show up in our lives and drain us. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about people who are trying their best and maybe their comments just don't land or seem insensitive. These people, if we give them a chance, may turn out to be our allies, our friends, and our biggest support. But we have to let the walls down and let them in first. So practically, how do we do this? Well, like I said earlier, we have to have an open mind and look for the connection. We've all had the experience of this comment. Someone looks at your Facebook page and says, I could never do your life. It seems so hard. You make me just exhausted looking at your post. Okay. We've all had that comment and I get it. That comment makes us feel isolated and more alone. But what if we changed our perspective and looked for the glimpses of connection and beauty? What if we changed our thoughts to something like this? At least this person is looking at my post or at least this person knows something about my life, and maybe they're praying for me. What else could we say to a comment like that instead of just being offended? As I said before, some comments need to be dismissed that are rude, but I think people are trying really hard to understand. And we just have the mindset, well, they don't get it, but how can we expect them to get it if we don't tell them about it? And we may miss an opportunity when we have that mindset. We need to offer grace to the people in our lives that attempt to understand. We do ourselves and those in our lives a disservice if we put up walls. Friend, fear loves to isolate us and keep us from connection. But we were made for connection. So next time, instead of assuming that once again we will be misunderstood, let's look for the thread of connection, however thin it may be. If we don't change our perspective, we will start seeing everything as negative. How we see things largely determines whether it gives us joy or makes us pull back. So how you see things matters. Number two, let's all calm down. When the comments come, what can you do to calm down and take a breath before you respond? How can you calm yourself so you can be in a state of mind to share your life with others? Sometimes we need to take a deep breath. Other times we need others to help us calm before we can respond. My friend Jamie Harper writes on Substack and her Substack is called A Curious Pursuit of Christ. And she recently wrote an article that really stuck with me. She's talking about co-regulation, how we calm ourselves. And she says this, unless there is a non-anxious presence in the room, we will all spend our time reacting rather than co-regulating. The truth is our brains will either continue ramping up under the perceived threats, or we can calm one another down if just one person remains connected to his calm core self. This is co-regulation. If we have regular spiritual rhythms, we will have the skills and the tools to calm our emotional mind into a wise mind under dire and painful circumstances and help us create a healthy life. But what if we don't have anybody that can help us calm? We need to remember this Jesus is the most self differentiated, non anxious presence in every room. I absolutely love that sentence, and I'm going to read it again Jesus is the most self differentiated, non anxious presence in every room. He is the good shepherd who looks in adoration at his sheep. I think all of us can turn to him for co-regulation. With time and practice, we can all imagine looking at Christ's beautiful eyes rather than the problem before us. Maybe this is what it means to fix our eyes on him. End of quote. So let's calm down. Let's take a deep breath. Let's pray. And let's be present to the person in front of us. And hopefully we can help that person understand and build connection. And finally keep telling your story. It's really up to us. And I'm sorry to say that because, well, one more thing to add to our list, but we can't do without connection. So it is up to us. And how do we expect people to understand if we don't tell them? So tell your story again and again. Our stories are important. When we honestly share our stories, we learn from each other, we gather strength and we come away encouraged, but most importantly, we feel less alone. Now, you don't have to tell the whole story. Not everybody needs to hear that. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like if I start talking, I will never stop talking because so much has happened. But you can give people glimpses of your life, glimpses that help them increase awareness. And guess what? You don't have to do all the talking. If there's a blog post or an article that really describes your life or resonates with you, give that to your family and let them read it. Let them listen to our podcast. If there's a podcast episode that just really hits you, send that to your friend or buy your pastor or your mom or whoever you want to understand your life a copy of our book, The Other Side of Special. You don't have to do all the talking. You can let us do it for you, voices that you respect. I'm not trying to be all Pollyanna about this, and I don't promise the world will finally and entirely get you. But maybe these steps of looking for connection, calming down, and telling our story are steps to help us be less misunderstood, steps to lead us to more connection and community. And it's definitely the first step to being seen. And when we are seen, well, that makes all the difference. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Are there emotions that you are trying to navigate and would like to hear us talk more about specifically? Was there something specific you will be taking away from this week's episode? As always, we love your feedback and would love to hear from you. Please find us on Instagram at TakeheartSpecialMoms. Or email us or leave us a comment at our website, takeheartspecialmoms.com.